Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You have to make your reputation on being honest. I want to be a doctor. This is a a game to me. And uh, unmerciful. You don't think I'll do it? Where is it? Where the hell is it? I did. I did. You think? Did you touch it? I don't like this, Andy. I don't like it. Shut up. Katniss Everdeen is a symbol. They're gonna hate her so much, they might just kill her for you. <laughs> I did everything I could. Okay. Well, there's only one thing I value in this world, and that's loyalty. Without it, you are nothing. Yeah, my friend, I'm gonna need you for a second. God damn it! The thing about shooting from the foul line, now you shift your weight, move your hips. Brain dance! You're very good. Talk fast, you lousy bum. We've been frantically trying to reach you, dude. All right, look, here's the deal. I'm the star of the show, okay? (laughs) And I want to say to you, I do many, many things. When you are lost, I am a writer, a doctor, a nuclear physicist, a theoretical philosopher. You are not alone. But above all, I am. This is my work. Hopelessly inquisitive man, just like you. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. talk now we gotta do something about that ending of I, I, our I've, been, I've been chastised i've been chastised for for actually interrupting our opening videos last episode so i <laughs> just wanted to make sure it's okay to talk now wow you know you've done it twice Two, well, uh, well you know welcome 
<laughs> Welcome to Movie Sucktastic. This is our whorish episode in which we're going to talk about Philip Seymour Hoffman long enough so we can put his name in the title of the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, this was not... Uh, um, uh, this was not planned to be the horror episode, but uh, our challenge last week from one of our listeners, uh, Leonard Part 6, proved to be a bit harder to obtain than we had planned. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Normally, when we do an obscure film, the first thing we do is, uh, like that night, it's like, all right, we've got to figure out where, where what's our sourcing, where we're we going to find this, because it's definitely an obscure film. This is a Bill Cosby movie. Didn't really occur to me, and I guess not Joey, that it might be harder to find until like around Sunday, where all of a sudden it's like, you know, I can't find this on any of our uh, movie sites. <laughs> you know, it, Amazon hasn't got it. Uh, you know, um, yeah, Netflix yeah. doesn't have it. So it's been this a mad is... dash now, and we didn't leave ourselves enough time. This is <laughs> very luckily, true. Luckily, Philip Seymour Hoffman died. So now we have something to talk about in the show <laughs> besides Leonard Part Six. That's absolutely just disgusting. Is, <laughs> What's wrong with you? Isn't it? <laughs> the man was a national treasure. <laughs> he was, and and great I, actor. I, have to, I mean, truth, I, I, truth, truthfully. No, no, obvi- yeah, honestly, obviously, yes. Uh, I, uh, um, huge fan of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, now, I, I've mentioned in the past that IMDb, which is now it's pretty much the go-to place for any kind of movie information, if you're looking mm-hmm. it up stuff. When you go to IMDb and type an actor's name in the search engine and you get that list of possible matches, it'll always have the actor. And then next to the actor, it will list the uh, most recognizable film. Oh, is that how they do that? That's how it, yeah. So if you're, if you're like Sylvester Stallone, it might come up next to him, Rocky. Uh, I'm not sure. Actually, I'll, I'll do it right now and tell you what comes up when you type Sylvester Stallone. I bet uh, you're yeah, right. Yeah, writer, Rocky. Now, when I did that for... For Philip Seymour Hoffman, what came up was Philip Seymour Hoffman, actor, Mission Impossible Three, <laughs> which underlines just everything I hate about Hollywood and about just the entertainment industry as a whole. <laughs> but wait a minute the the most recognizable is that based on on viewer. It's based on whatever IMDb. It's it's based on whatever IMDb wants. Maybe it's highest rated. I don't know. I didn't look into it. I just know that when you look up a name, they'll throw a name, a, a movie next to that that they're that they're supposedly known for, and sometimes it's kind of sad what they decide to throw up there. It's amazing. You think they they would put Capote, yeah. which is the film that I'm showing in the background uh, of our show tonight. Yeah, we had, we had a brief discussion about what to put in the background, and, and, and my opinion was just that that's one of the few films where he's the lead character, you know, titular character even, and so he'll have the most screen time. Now, you had mentioned uh, Until the Devil Knows You're Gone. No, <laughs> Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. It's close. Well, <laughs> very close. Until the Devil Knows You're Gone. I mean, you could leave the room. I think there's know, a country The greatest song trick called... the devil ever pulled was... All right, I think there's a country western song called "Until the Devil Knows You're Gone." Uh, that's might be where my the error fact was. Fact that you know that scares me. I don't mind country, just not most of it. I I mind um, all of it. Anyway, anyway, you had mentioned that, and that's an excellent film. Yes, it amazing is. film, and that's one of the great things. Now I, I'm going to say right now, 
It's a Sydney Lumet surprised. film, too. I think we've mentioned yeah. that on the show before. It's, I think it's pronounced Lummet. <laughs> and what surprised me, now, uh, I actually, uh, Holly, uh, my girlfriend, uh, uh-huh. concubine, what have you, she uh, <laughs> actually texted me that day, I forget what day it was when he when they announced the news. I think it was Sunday. Uh, I think it was, it was Sunday. And I was, Super Bowl Sunday, yeah. Right, and I was in my attic working on my final papers for uh, uh, my my class, and so she texted me, said, "Did you hear the news? Philip Seymour Hoffman's dead," and I took it hard. Just like, oh shit, you know, well, hard as can be. I don't know the person, so I'm not crying or anything, you know. But it's it's, it's upsetting. Mayor told I'm me, sub- and I was yeah. pissed. Yeah, it's it's like fuck, you know. Why couldn't it be? I don't know. Start listing names. Jack Black. I'll say it. <laughs> oh, you know, why couldn't it be somebody else? Uh, you know, it's a hard, it's hard to deal with when it's somebody that's so, you know, such a great actor and, and that you know had so many good years ahead of him too, and not just as a human being, but as an actor, because that's how. Right, and, know, and that's something I, I want to talk about being. briefly uh, as well, is that he has four movies in the, you know, done. Right. Yeah. Okay, two of them though are well, Hunger yeah. Games Part One and Two, so that doesn't count. Yeah, but if you look at the other two. Which is yeah. God's Pocket and a Most Wanted Man. Those have A-list actors in there with him, so those right. aren't those aren't like uh, those are not uh, like any slouch of a film. I, I kind of predict this is what I'm predicting now that yes. each one of those films will be released next year or this coming you know uh, say November December Oscar time I'll to try, try to and help push it. Yeah, uh, and then the other one will do the same thing the following year. So I think he's going to have a film, even though they're both done, they're both filmed for 2014. I have a feeling that one's going to be released 2014, you know, fall Christmas, and then the other one is going to be released released fall Christmas 2015, because they've already been making the run around the country, and they have an IMDb rating, and they're both 7.5 plus. So not going entirely on that alone, but realistically, they're good films, and he's delivering, yet again, great performances in both. I wouldn't be surprised if they try and get him a Best Actor nomination for both of them by staggering the, the release. You know, having not seen the films, but I, yeah, I, 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 I think that's reasonable. All I was getting at is I refuse to consider Hunger Games a film. That's all I was saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, um, I, w- I, bet he, I was. I bet he's good in it, though. Yeah. Now I know it bothered me. I knew it bothered you. What I was surprised uh, at much. was what I said. It did very much. Yeah. What surprised me is that apparently the rest of the world gives a shit too, to the point that you can't turn on the news until now. I I, I lead a very sad, uh, dreary life. So I spend all day in my attic working at my job, work from home. Uh, then eventually I'll wander downstairs. Uh, for like maybe a half hour or so, where my parents tend to live a life, and then uh, in my house, and then I'll go back up to the attic and hide again for, until morning. So that's just, you know, my my right. sad eventual death. Right. So when I went down the one day, and this is this isn't like Sunday, this is a uh, Tuesday. The news is on, and they've got this 3D. The, he lived in New York City, correct? Yeah. They found this him in Greenwich, 3D, Greenwich Village. Like, yeah, there's like bastardized Google Maps 3D imagery of New York. And as I walk down, I see at 527, he went here and grabbed the newspaper. At 534, he bought a burger here. 
at, at 6.38, he was seen talking to this person. I said, what the hell is this? They're tra tracing the last minutes of Philip Seymour Hoppin's life. Uh. Now, on, on any other scale, it's disgusting. But what blew me away was the fact that they're spending all this time actually talking about it. I never considered Philip Seymour Hoffman a mainstream actor. Great actor? Yes. Uh, indispensable? Yes. But for the general public, to just for the media to harp on it this much... Now, I know, I understand. Celebrity dies from a heroin overdose. Who can resist? But I never saw him in that kind of light where anybody else would give a shit besides, you know, movie people. I mean, he's not... It's not Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise dies of anything, and you're going to hear about it for fucking a month. This is true. But yeah. So that caught me off guard. I mean, went out to... Uh, oh, uh, went out to the Lobster Fest the other night... And on the TV, in the background, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, more about how he died and who he was. And we're, we're arresting people that were involved in this, goddammit. You know, it's, it's we, we don't care about, uh, you know, we, we don't care about homeless people dying from drug overdoses. But once Philip Seymour Hoffman does, we're making sure we get every last person that touched that heroin before he did. <laughs> you know, but so that that surprised me. Yeah. And, and you know what I actually didn't know? And it's even though I... I, I really genuinely liked him. Uh, I had no idea that he had three children. Even though he wasn't married to, I think it was Mimi or Minnie O'Connell or whatever the hell her name is, O'Donnell, um, who he had the three children with. Um, I just, I had no idea he had kids. And that, to me, is the most sad part. The fact that he was such a drug addict that he because he apparently was clean for a long time and then from what i've apparently not anymore well from what i read he hurt himself and uh -huh. he ended up getting you know some pharmaceutical grade prescription drugs uh right. that he that put him back on the path because they were i, I guess they were so good you mm -hmm. know they put him back on that path and uh, which led him to his OD, but the sure. the real tragedy is that aside, he's dead. No, is that you know? Well, yes, of course that he's dead. That's the but real tragedy. That his three kids. Uh, That's sad, also. Yeah, that his three but, kids don't have a father anymore. I mean, that really yeah. sucks. Right, but what sucks even more is that he's dead. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. I just, from my point of view. Somebody dying, that's the worst thing for him. The well, kids yeah. growing up without a father, yeah, that's sad. I'm not saying it's not. It's the good thing. It's bad. It's horrible. But I don't think it's the saddest thing here. I think the saddest thing is that he's dead. Well, I never said it was the saddest thing here. I just said... I know. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just... Uh, all right. It's just me. It's, it's me. It's all me. I know. <laughs> anyway. Now, obviously, um, you and I being film fans... Uh, as soon as you hear about the death of an actor you like, you start going through your head all the films you liked them in. And I've got to admit, personally, that I probably haven't seen half the films he's been in. He's a, he's made some very bold choices for uh, his, his film well, uh, and, resume here. And that's what I meant when I said that uh, that I don't ever I never saw him as like a public eye. He's been in a lot of great films. But he again, he's not Tom Cruise. He's not uh, Ben like Stiller. For instance, whatever. I, I didn't. I didn't I mean, realize he was in the Strangers with Candy movie. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, he's good in that. 
Yeah. What what I like what I like about that is that he was in the stranger and I just I was just saw it here because I I, I I was looking at his list and I saw that I was like oh yeah I love that I loved him in that. Just before that or just after that. Where the fuck is that? What year was that? What stranger? Two thousand five. Strangers. Two thousand five. I'm I'm looking in the wrong spot. Right. So that that came like a year or two after Cold Mountain. Yeah. I mean, and then before, and then that's, and then the same, well, next, the same year, he does Capote, 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 yeah. Capote, whatever, how the fuck you want to pronounce it. It's so in the same year, Jesus. he did Strangers of Candy, the movie, and Capote. Mm-hmm. My, my and, mouth uh, keeps wanting to say Capote. And, 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 I, uh, and takes home the Oscar for Best Actor, yeah. too. And, and then after that, of course, as IMDb says, Mission Impossible 3, which is he probably awesome the in. He's no, oh, an excellent bad guy. Made me made made me want to see him do more bad guys. Yeah. But, but that was probably the most high profile film he ever did. Yes, he was in the Master. Yes, the Master got a lot of uh, you know critical acclaim into that. But I don't think it was on par box office wise as Mission Impossible. You know what I mean? Uh, Mission Impossible Three. Looking at his films, other than the Hunger Games, that's yeah, probably that, that movie. Probably the most money uh, his movie has ever made. I don't right, think he's so, ever been in anything that has made that much money. Yeah, so I mean, he's been in mainstream films. He's done high-profile films, but never to not really. I mean, he, again, he does stuff like uh, "Until the Devil Knows You're Dead" or um, what's some other stuff? Uh, you know, uh, um, Joey Joey takes a boat ride, which I've never seen. Uh, now, the first films he was I in ever Red saw Dragon. Before. He played Freddie Lyons in Red Dragon. Which, yeah, I never saw that. The not a you know what an unnecessary remake. That's probably That's a challenge it. down the line. Um, oh. If I can get that in there somehow, uh, because oh. I I think it would be a really great comparison, especially oh, his scene, his scene uh, when he meets the Tooth Fairy. It, it's so much better in Manhunter than it is in Red Dragon. Well, you probably say about the whole film, which is why I didn't well, watch I'm, it. I'm just going specifically with his scene, especially the way his scene ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> not to give anything away, because I love the film Manhunter so much, it's, uh, I wouldn't want to give anything away from it. But if you watch the scene in Manhunter, and then you watch the scene that's remade for Red Dragon, the one in Red Dragon is, is laughable compared to just how... Uh, deep, or well, not deep, like striking it is uh, in Manhunter. It's just better in Manhunter. That, that's, from begin- that's from beginning to end. So, but anyway. Um, yeah. um, the first film I ever saw him in was Scent of a Woman. I, mine, uh, I, you know, you know what's funny about that? I saw Scent of a Woman and I don't remember him in that film. He's he's one of the other kids that uh, that he's the other kid that's supposed to not testify against uh, the the kids that they saw uh, vandalize something at the school, okay. and he's the one that like uh, like lawyers up with his father instead and kind of leaves his friend hanging in the wind. The one that, that Al Pacino's with. It's a bit part. Uh, he's only really in it like the beginning and the end for the most part. But even there. He uh, he really affects that kind of um, he, has, he he always had a way of, of acting 
that kind of situation where you don't know what to say, mm-hmm. either through frustration or just through like just being caught in in a tight situation, and he, and he uses the, the the physical aspect of just like just like literally twisting in the wind, and he does that throughout his career whenever he plays those type of roles, and like you see it right there. It's that's not his first film, but it's one of his first. I mean, uh, Leap of Faith, which I saw later, uh, was that um, same year, right. And then the second oh. film I saw him in, just because I, I love the film, was uh, was uh, um, God damn it, no, nobody's fool. Oh, that's well, Paul Newman, right? Right, and and yeah. I love that movie. Great film. Uh, read the book it was based on. It's a good book, but I prefer the movie. And he just plays like again a bumbling cop, a local right. cop. Uh, and he played a lot of those kind of bumbling roles. First uh, still film does I guess I ever saw him in. And I hate to admit this, but it was Twister. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Even though he was in that film, and that's a bad film, uh, my wife thinks it's good, which it's not. Um, it's not. It's not. His, his scenes in that movie are good. He's like this lovable kind of, not bumbling, but just, just this lovable character. Yeah, know? he's not bumbling in that. He's probably yeah. the same way he is in Leap of Faith. Yeah, that kind of. Yeah, kinda... yeah. Um, and then the next film I see, I, I the uh, like you saw Scent of a Woman, the Nobody's Fool. I actually went backwards with that. I saw him in Twister, Boogie Nights. Uh, I saw Scent of a Woman. I don't remember him in there. So technically, I saw him in Scent of a Woman. I just don't remember mm-hmm. it at all. Now I can't even now, picture him in my. In, I can't even picture him in my head in that film. Period. Well, you know, also, I'm a big fan of that film, so I, I revisit it every now and then, so that's probably why it's clearer in my head. Oh, all right. Now, a film I most I definitely saw when it came out because I projected it, uh, that I don't remember him at all because I've never revisited it, would be My Boyfriend's Back. Oh, God. That's the one with uh, the zombie boyfriend, right? Right. Back, back when Americans tried to make a zombie romantic comedy Ooh, and couldn't do it. God. And, uh, and that, don't forget, that's the film that we showed at the uh, the, the uh, Nutley Theater on a platter. And reels two and three were mixed up, so it went reel one, three, and two, and nobody noticed for three showings. <laughs> so that's how good the film is. So I don't remember him in that, but he plays a character in the film. Think think of someone that actually saw that theatrically like that, with the platters mixed up, and that's how they remember the film. And any time that it's on, they go, I remember this being different. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to go back and recreate that, like just get the like the video file of it and and find the the twenty because a reel is twenty minutes long, so, and okay. find those second and third reels and swap them and just see what what the experiences of watching it because how, how many films can you say that where you'd watch it and you wouldn't think to yourself, I think they're showing it out of order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh I mean God. again. It's not exactly the kind of film I'm sure you're scouring the plot for, but still, that's a major, you know, it, it took a while for someone to point that out. And I'm not the one that made that mistake, too, by the way. Thank you. Okay. No, no one was accusing you. No, no, no. I'm just, in general, I'm just pointing that out. I understand. Yeah. Um, now, but, yeah. I, what am I? No, go, oh, no, I was just, just going to say Boogie Nights. Uh, even though his part is not big in that, it is really good. And mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of the film Boogie Nights. Absolutely love that movie. Um, it's one of those films, a short list of films that if it's on, I'm watching it, uh, for me. So, but go ahead. You now, were going to say something. 
Oh no no no! I'm just following up with you. I'm I'm heading out like the other films. Uh, Big Lebowski, obviously. Oh, of course. Uh, there, there was now, a, a a cartoon panel that somebody had drawn. It looked like it was uh, like for the New Yorker or something like that. It's been making the rounds on Facebook, and it's dude and the old guy, uh, Durning Charles S. Durning, yeah. in the limo, and Philip Seymour Hoffman is outside of the limo, walking away. And you just see his back, like almost like he's walking towards the light, uh-huh. and something along the lines of, you know, it was like nice knowing you, or uh, you know, thanks for you know riding with us in the or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, okay, I, I, I understand. To, if I knew for a fact that the artist that drew that was a huge, say, Big Lebowski fan, or. Uh, just a Philip Seymour Hoffman fan, I'd probably be more okay with it, but I kind of get the feeling that it is just for circulation. It's, I don't know. It just forced. It's forced schmaltz. It's forced. That's it, uh, what it felt. Yeah. It's what it really feels like. Yeah, they're they're going for that kind of family circle, like last panel of Snoopy effect. Who gives a I you know? Oh, is, how, how about saving that for cartoon characters? Let's do something else for real people. I, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's wait till uh, you know, did Charles Schultz die? I think he's been dead for he's been like dead 30, 30 40 years. Then we don't have to wait. <laughs> We've already done that final panel. Don't give a shit. Uh, now I'm surprised here. I'm, 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 you know, I'm peeking over at the stuff. Uh, now after Big Lebowski, one of my favorite performances of his of a lot of people is Happiness. Yes, where that was, he was the prank caller, right? He was, well, he was the, I, I would say, prank caller. I would say obscene phone caller that would masturbate phone. while he talked to strange women. Yes. That's right. And then when they meet and he has a chance to seal the deal, he's like, yeah, this isn't what really gets me hot. <laughs> I remember Gary uh, recommending that film to me. I actually, I actually remember re- reading the review in The Village Voice. And at some point during that time, Gary had seen it and he, uh, and he had said to me, so, Scott, you got to see it. It's got cum shots. <laughs> we'll say no more i mean that's really uh you know what else okay, you, you I, had yeah you, you yeah, had right. me at cum shots i found know? the comic strip and it's dude and charles s durning in, in the limo and they're both looking out through an open door and philip seymour hoffman is walking in the distance and it says i'll miss him he really tied the whole place together oh that's just horrible that's stupid Ugh. it is a stupid that, that, line First of all, it has really no bearing on the characters in the film. That, that there, there was no connection like of those characters in the movie. If it had been, uh, like, uh, um, ah, if uh, Donnie, God damn it, my brain locked. Donnie, what from Big Lebowski? Oh right, okay, yes, okay. Actor. Uh. Uh, my, my head is so steep, full of Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. If he had died, I could see something like that where they're like, on the cliff with the ashes. like that Because that involved the characters and it's a touching moment in the film that translates. Right. There's no connection between those three characters and Big Lebowski. It's a stupid fucking panel. Somebody said to themselves, I need to do something for this and that's the best they can come up with because everyone because Big Lebowski is a cult phenomenon or a cult mm-hmm. hit. So that's horrible. And he just I, happens I, to be in there. I mean, he's literally, yeah, he's, he's literally probably the, just, the, the smallest, yeah. one of the smallest parts of his career <laughs> was in that except movie. For, yeah, except for the guy laughing in the office uh, that one time. 
it, no, it, it's it's that's I I wouldn't forward that or anything. It's stupid. It's dumb. Like an LOL cat. <laughs> I like now, the, again, the new Grumpy Cat that just recently came out. <laughs> <laughs> it was now, about the I, Super Bowl. It was like I hope both teams lose. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I couldn't help. I couldn't help but chuckle. Yeah, well, <laughs> just that's couldn't. Grumpy Cat. I love Grumpy Cat. Don't get me wrong. I said LOL cats. So there's a difference. Grumpy Cat is the anti LOL cat. There's um, an LOL cat. Jesus, am I? Well, that's, that's, loop that's, or that's what? where it all came. That's where it all came from. The whole LOL cats thing. Uh, anyway, uh, now one thing I'm noticing here that I'm surprised because in my head I thought that he had gotten an uh, Oscar nomination for Flawless. Apparently, he didn't. Oh, really? I could have sworn, did, at least it's not showing it here. I could have sworn did, he got. Uh, now, Falls is, is the film. Yeah, that's the De Niro film. No, no, uh, did De Niro get a nomination? Because he played not. a stroke he, stroke victim. Yeah, fuck that. He's gonna have plenty of practice to do that eventually. Uh, I thought Phil, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman was. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but I'm not taking it back. Um, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman was really, I, you know, I thought the movie, and I remember all the hype about the film when it came out. And I just assumed in my brain, as opposed to assuming elsewhere in my body, that he had been nominated that year. But I'm looking back, and I'm not seeing it for him. So, huh? That surprised you think, me. You think he would? Magnolia? It's not his fault. I don't hold the film against him. <laughs> never. I, it, it, I'm, again, I'm 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 really embarrassed that a lot of these films I've never seen. The talented Mr. Ripley never bothered. I didn't like you know? it. I didn't like it uh, at all. I don't That's know why. why I think I, I think I need to revisit it to be completely honest. I may read the book first and then try it. Uh, you know, it's just one of those. The, the trail never appealed to me, so I never bothered. It's one of those mm-hmm. deals. You know, it's like you it's, you don't sell a book by a cover. You, you kind of do, and that's where they never bought got me with, with that. Um, you know, almost famous again. Not my kind of film. Don't care. I really like half the films he did in early two two thousands. I did not watch. I, I mean. There's probably a huge gap here. Uh, Punch Drunk Love, uh, yeah, okay. I'll give you that. Yeah, he was the um, Adam Sandler's character confronted him, right? Right. He was the one that ran like the the sex phone scam out of the back of his furniture store, and was it was and was like fucking with him because he wouldn't uh, cave into their blackmail attempts. Yeah, but I mean like. You know, amongst all those films, Twenty Fifth Hour, I never, I never saw Red Dragon, No Desire, uh, Along Came Polly. I hate to admit, I actually did see that. And, and that guess was, what? He's what? the best part of that film. As small a, yeah. as his part is, I don't think I ever heard the word "sharded" before until that movie. Yeah, you know, and that's the part I don't like. He was the best part of the film, but but he was like. He was one of those guys where he was supposedly he, he was purposely the unlikable character, so everyone else looks so much better next to him, and right. he's better than that to an extent. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah. he was good in it. He does he, great comic timing. You know, he's one of those he was one of those actors where he he can pull off comedy or you know again strangers with candy and until the devil knows you're dead. You know, even though he was like a bit part in Strangers with Candy, still he did both those films and he did well in those. Right. That's. That's diversity. I'm I looking at, I, um, like, remember, if I, I, you know, at the beginning, you played a montage of his scenes from films, right? Yes. I, I would, I'm going to make my own little uh, Seymour Philip Hoffman, uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman montage. Yeah. And 
mine's going to have him jerking off. <laughs> okay. Okay, because he does it well in the film. Yeah. I mean, there, there's... Uh, I, you got to have scenes from Boogie Nights where he kisses Mark Wahlberg. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I mean, you got to have that in there, too. <laughs> I want to include all the films that they won't show during the Oscars. I want happiness in there. I want Stranger Than Candy in there. There's a lot in there. <laughs> uh, Mission Impossible 3, maybe I'll throw in there. There's, it's iffy. I wonder they showed that. You think they'll have an actual uh, tribute just to him? Just for him. Ooh, they never done or, that before. Even for some of the, yeah, even for some of the biggest that have but died. It's so close. But but this is that's the thing. That's the difference. It's You're so right. Close. This is so close to the Oscars. I but don't again, think anyone right. has died this close to the Oscars. Yeah, and, and you're right. If they do it, the big outcry is to be, well, you didn't do it for every other one that ever passed away. But uh, right. I, I guarantee he'll probably get a big chunk of that uh, dead dead celebrity montage. Although I think Heath Ledger, he died in January of 2008. Was he also in January? He was also like that close? I don't remember. No, you know what? I'm, yeah, he did die. I'm, oh, see, now i got to look it up. But I'm pretty positive he died in January of 08, and the Oscars were obviously in 08. I believe they were in February or March. There you always are. But he didn't win the Oscar for Dark Knight until the following year, 2009, because the Dark Knight didn't come out till that July, 2008. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have to point out, as as always, I'm negligent in, in keeping up on the chat rooms on our sites. And, and one of our listeners did just point out uh, earlier, apparently, when I was talking about Capote, yeah. uh, that it does not fucking rhyme with Chipotle. <laughs> I was going to so, say Chipotle, but I yeah, figured sorry. you wouldn't know what that was. Uh, I, oh, I don't know what Chipotle is. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't know. I, for some weird reason, I take offense to that. I don't <laughs> even know why, but I take offense to that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you did go to Lobster Night, so. Lobster Fest, motherfucker. Lobster Fest. <laughs> and guess what I had? Lobster? Tilapia. What's wrong with I'm you? Not, I'm, not a big, I'm not a big seafood for uh, Why pay $30 Yet you go, for a you go to lobster. lobster Fest. I didn't go for me. And, and I'm not going to pay $30 for lobster when I don't care for lobster. I mean, I'll eat it, but it's, it's not one of my things. So I'm just as happy spending half the money on a nice tilapia dish than I am fucking ordering lobster tails. So, yeah. Uh, he did die uh, January uh, 22nd, okay. 2008. And the Oscars that year, I'd have to look that up. But I'm, sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure they didn't do a montage of him, did they? I don't no. think they did. I, don't, I really don't. And what they used to do, the bigger the actor... They kind of save that for the end of the montage. They don't do that anymore, because then that kind of because we live in such a Flips. pussified, yeah. you know, PC world these days that it would seem that oh, you know, we love him the most and we don't want to offend anybody. So the bigger the actor, they kind of either throw them at the beginning or in the middle. They don't put them at the end anymore. So I wouldn't be surprised that when they do the dedication, that Philip Seymour Hoffman is kind of somewhere in the middle maybe towards the beginning but he definitely won't be at the end because they, they found do... that when they were doing that people were doing standing ovations for that specific actor only and it kind of felt at least to them that it kind of everything that they did before that actor is kind of oh, okay that person passed away it's not a big deal they should do it 
in order that they died throughout the year. And in the cases of a tie, they go with uh, age. Because first rule of acting, first on, last off. That's okay. the rule. I, I would, so, uh, I would, I would, I would agree to that. There you go. See, how hard is that? It's not. No. Now, because um, when they would put them at the end, it would almost be. Uh, it's like okay, now we're at the end. Obviously, this is the biggest actor that died this year. You need to stand up and clap. This is the one that you need to do that for everybody else. Don't worry about it. And I think that's why they stopped doing it. Can can I segue our talk of Philip Seymour Hoffman's death into something else, or do we have more to say on on the passing? We can uh, segue. Besides, it's a bad thing. No, we can segue. Oh, no, I just want to make sure I'm not cutting you off. If you have anything else you want no, to say, I've said no. my piece. You know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Philip Seymour Hoffman, he died. What was it? Two days ago. Three days ago. Uh, well, Sunday. So that Sunday. Be so it's four days, four days ago. Days. The Oscars are this year, March, I think, 2nd or 3rd. So no. it would be about a month. Oh, yes. 2nd. March 2nd. Okay. So it would yes. be a, a month to the day, just about Cause almost. Because it's, it's in between my Cal California trip and my Atlantis trip. So. And Heath Ledger died <sighs> on January 22nd, and the, uh, the Oscars for 2008 were... I have them thought i had them yeah here we go 80th academy awards were on february 24th so it's roughly the exact same timeline all right uh, here i, I, I think here, here's deaths. so a month here's what i'm gonna i'm sorry i stepped on you go ahead no it's okay that's all i was ending with that oh okay I, i'm just gonna say I, i'm gonna i'm gonna propose to the academy that the rule should be uh obviously no montage for these but if you die on Oscar night. They have to have an impromptu ten-minute montage of your best scenes. It's really hard to put together. It's. it's, it's I mean, is it's, this is this happening during the show? Like, well, I mean, because Oscar I mean, night. Well, I'm saying that day. I mean, obviously, you, if they die during the Oscars, they're not going to be able to whip anything together close enough. They may not even know. But if you die the day, not before, not the day before. You you got to have your publicist time this right. You have to die the day of the Oscars, so they have at least an hour to scramble a team to throw together a quick uh, tribute montage. That would be so uncomfortable. <laughs> but it's deserving. I mean, if if you have that kind of that crack timing, you deserve that much. Actually, if you die the day of the Oscars, I yeah. th think that you, they should actually give you an honorary uh, best death Oscar. Best death. You yeah. should be running the Oscars. No, you I shouldn't. Should, I, I know I should. <laughs> no, uh, you shouldn't. Now, you should be nowhere Oscars, near them. <laughs> <laughs> I was close. I almost went to the Oscars once as, as a uh, a seat filler. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, the, 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 the producer I worked for when I was at the Miss America pageant as a, uh, as a runner, piss boy, what have you, he was he had actually won an, M, uh, he had won an Emmy for producing the Oscars. Oh, wow. Again, he won an award for producing an award show. I love that. <laughs> and they were and they were actually asking people if they wanted to come out and be seat fillers. Of course, it's a not, it's like a non-paying job, and it's in California. And I was like, no. You got to so, pay your way to get there. Right. Uh, and I was at, at that point, I was so anti-Oscar. I said that if I ever wrote an uh, Oscar-winning screenplay, because that's possible. 
uh, that instead of going, I would actually send Doug in a monkey suit to accept the award for me. <laughs> you were you were anti Oscar even twenty years ago. No, I was anti. I was anti California. Anti California, okay. which I which I'm not now because I I'm going there. So <laughs> it just makes no sense to be anti California. Now I and, and I have to see if if the uh, the uh, area where I'm going to Pasadena for this convention, if it's near the uh, movie library that has the first two-hour script for Gymkata. Because i got to see this fucking thing. Because <laughs> at this point, I'm writing a book on the damn movie, so I might as well do some more research. I would love to see that cut. Try and sneak in a camera if you can. Or I, is there any way that, that you're going to be able to get your hands on a copy? Um, it, it looks like it's the kind of deal where you can read it there, but you're not allowed to make copies or take it out. Shit. So that would be the kind of thing where I'd have to like just read it there and take notes. And this is essentially what, uh, wh okay. What kind of a to, cut is this? Is this like a fan edit, or is this a much more professional no, no, no. cut? This is the screenplay. This is the screenplay. I thought you the said that. I thought you said that they edited the film. No, no, no. What I said is there's a two-hour screenplay. It's the first draft of the screenplay. Second draft of the screenplay, which is, I would assume, the shooting script, is the hour and a half we see on screen now. I want to know what that first draft screenplay was before they said, I okay, see. let's change it from that. That's what it is. Not, not the film itself. I misinterpreted what you, what you meant then. I apologize if I mumbled or stuttered. No, it's um, just that I didn't uh, grasp the lingo, I think. You said it correctly. I just didn't grasp it. No, oh, could have been me. I'll I'll take that now. Um, but but I'm sidetracking. Speaking of Oscars, how are you coming on your Oscars film list? Um, I've seen. What did, we just watched Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, oh, you did the other okay, night. I have not. I have not seen that yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great. <laughs> it's a great film. It's a great film. But but, you know, the it's it's got some tough scenes to watch. Uh, you know, if I had any black friends, I wouldn't watch it with them. Let's put it that way. <laughs> black I, friends. I, 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 I wouldn't talk about the film with black people. <laughs> I wouldn't do that either. Why not? Hey, did you see that movie, 12 Years a Slave? That was a pretty fucking good movie, right? Yeah, what it was an awesome mean? film. It was great. Um, no, no, it's it's uncomfortable because it's well, you sure know, because of the subject matter. You know, it's also like, uncomfortable. What's that? Watching Philip Seymour Hoffman masturbate onto a wall and then sticking a postcard to it. <laughs> but I made it through that, so I can make it through Twelve Years a Slave. No, Twelve Years a Slave is a very good film. Um, it, it's during a time where they had slaves. No. Well, I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but the, they were free at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, but what what they were doing was that they were kidnapping uh, free, free uh, people that were free. Mm -hmm. And they were putting them on plantations and making right. them, uh, you, know, you know, work again as slaves. And it, they were... They were kidnapping them. It, it was. It's pretty fucked up. 
uh, you know, what they were doing. Because once they were free, there were only a, a certain amount of states left that even allowed uh, the ability to have slaves. You couldn't buy them anymore. Uh, it, buying them was illegal. But you, you could, if you had them, it was almost like you were grandfathered. And by kidnapping people, that's how what they were doing. It's pretty fucked up. Right. So, well, sure. No, it's as, a great as film. To, as opposed to normal slavery, which wasn't that fucked up. <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> you know, I, I, find, I find films like that is, is, is like Holocaust films. I, I find that any discussion of plot beyond Holocaust film is really not necessary because you know what. So, slavery film, I think we know what we're going to be covering. Evil white people, oppressed black people, moral message at the end, don't do that again. Mm-hmm. We're covered. Yeah. So, you know, same Holocaust. German people killing Jewish people. Let's not do that again. Shall we? Yes. Now, how many films out of the nine Oscar nominees have you seen so far? I have seen uh, American Hustle. Gravity. I just asked for a number. I just asked for a number. I'm getting to a number. <laughs> Sorry. American Hustle, Gravity. Okay. Dick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've seen three. I've seen three okay. of them. I'm and not the moving. Slave. Yeah, I am not moving as fast as I should be. Mm-hmm. I don't. Also, don't. I also don't want to cram these in at the last minute uh, because to me that kind of tarnishes the film itself. Because I don't want to watch two or three Oscar films in a day. I just don't want to do it that way. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, for instance, if we weren't recording tonight, I'd either A, be playing video games, or B, watching an Oscar film. Those, those would be my two choices tonight. Well, I've, I've been cramming a bit since uh, I finished my papers for uh, school, okay. uh, kind of celebrating the fact that I now have a little bit of free time, not spent reading and writing. So I'm up to five. Oh, all right, so what have you seen? Now, keep in mind that I saw Gravity before the nominations were uh, handed out. Yes. So I managed to see American Hustle, which I think has been uh, vastly underrated by those who are knocking the film. And I, and I, I find... I like it. I just think it's an overrated nomination. I disagree. And here's why. Okay. For the people that I've read that are knocking the film, not that you're knocking it... Um, not in any okay. way. I enjoyed it. Right. I just don't think it's well, the best well, see, film this year. A lot of a lot of people that have been saying that have resorted to saying things such as like, "Well, it wasn't that unpredictable." Uh, I've seen some people comparing it to stuff like Ocean's Eleven. Oh no, no. And no, I think no, the no. problem is a lot of people have gone into this film expecting like a really twisty, turny, uh, complicated plot. Really, and what this film is really about is characters. Mm-hmm. And, and emotions and the, as far as acting goes across the board everybody in that film is just fucking phenomenal and have such range in the depth of character and emotion being displayed it's not a simple film and I have a feeling that a lot of people that are seeing this film and going and not, not, not I don't mean you, you you and I are on a different level but I think a lot of these people that are seeing this film are saying eh, it's overrated you know it's not that they're not seeing the act the uh, the acting and the emotional impact and the scope of that, the characters, all they're seeing is the plot, and they're looking for the plot to blow them away. 
and it's not. Uh, probably the most inaccurate thing I've read about this film is that it's a comedy. Now, it has comedic elements. <laughs> there are scenes that are funny, but even the trailers or the, the TV spots on television to try and get asses in seats are calling it a comedy. So it's the, the funniest film, you know, this it's like, no, that's wrong. Well, that's it's just like funny. Last... It's got funny parts. It's not mm-hmm. a comedy. Well, that you was know? like last week when you when you had said uh, you had seen somewhere that Nebraska was a black comedy. It's like I don't. I I know somebody who's seen it, and I right. I've confirmed. It's like it wasn't a black comedy, was it? Like no, it will give you that idea. It says I don't know. <laughs> but you know, and that's your and again marketing. You can blame marketing too. If people are sold the film that way and they go see it, it's like oh I don't see the big deal. That's because that's not the merit of the right. film being nominated. Right. So you now, know, that's. That's one of the reasons I hate Fifth Element as much as I do, not just because it's a shitty film, but because it was a shitty was, film that was sold to us it was sold as wrong. the next it was sold as the next Star Wars. Yeah, I remember the trailers for it with the, yeah. with the five like materializing towards your screen and it was just it gave that it was like this epic, you know, space saga that was they, happening. They played it Yeah, they played it like a straight action film. Mhm. And then you get it, you know, a half an hour in, you're like, okay, I get it. So there's a, a, a cross-eyed black guy as president. I don't. Why is that funny? What the fuck are we doing here? Why? Why? Why is the Weasley guy running around in a pink suit? I don't get this. It's it's stupid. Um, anybody? Yeah, I didn't come here to slam that film. Uh, we can. So, what what did you think of Jennifer Lawrence's performance? Uh, great. Because you said I, across the, the board, you thought everyone was phenomenal. And don't get me wrong, I I like her. I, I liked her in the yeah. film. She won Best Actress at the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. And I I think... I think she's overrated in this. I don't think so. I, 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 I do. Think I, I her- do. I think, I think... She's good. Don't get me wrong. Believe me. Don't get me wrong. But I just think her Long Island accent is wrong. She doesn't... It's not nearly as heavy as it should be. And not to say that that's why she shouldn't win the award... But I just think her as an actress, overall, she's a little overrated. She won Best Actress for Silver Linings Playbook last year. and well, I haven't seen that, so I can't speak. I haven't seen... I've seen some of it with her in it. I don't understand this love affair that they have with her. Hollywood has no. this... And, and maybe it's just me th- thinking, if we throw enough awards at her, she'll get naked sometime soon. I'm sure that was. I'm sure that's what was discussed when they were putting I the nominations out. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> now, all right, but but uh, notwithstanding your hatred of her, uh, I, I thought she did I don't a great hate her. <laughs> but good, I thought I, I I thought her portrayal. She's portraying a different character from the others, though. That and so it kind of sets her apart. And, and in some right. ways, you know, she's playing a she's playing a character that on the surface is very. Uh, one-dimensional, and so it's easy to see that and not see the layers she gives to it in the scenes where that facade breaks. And I think all these characters have that thing. Everybody in the film, it's not so much as what they pretend to be, lie about. And don't forget, the original title of the screenplay was American Bullshit. You know, the hustle thing makes it sound like, you know, like Ocean's Eleven. It was all about just the layers of lies and deceiving and bullshit being put up by everybody. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, the, from the hustlers to the the feds, to uh, the gov- government, local government, everything. So, 
for me, it's when that facade breaks and the actors have to give that level, that layer that even the the characters may not know is there. That's where I thought the film was great. I, the film was a lot better than I expected. I enjoyed it more than I expected. Trying to remember, I had made a post on on our Facebook page, and for some reason, I thought it was about this film because it was called uh-huh. American Bullshit, and I think yeah. I posted about it and saying that it's guaranteed to have a name change. And it might not have been this film, but there it could have been another. I why do, I think it was this one because you can't call i mean what, what were they going to do if it was called american bullshit they were going to have you know uh, asterisks I- in the title all right well you can't it's, it was the name on the screenplay so you know obviously they're, they're probably not thinking it's going to get through that but that's just what was called at the time that was the artistic endeavor to the film so even though the title's changed the focus of the film is still on that but what kills just, me is that was what's on the screenplay and i really wish that some and i know it wasn't the director that said, let's change the title. He was probably pushed in that direction. And I uh-huh. hate that when they win those little battles. Well, again, you're not going to put, you know, why Why did Tarantino call it Inglorious Bastards with an E? Well, you've explained that on the show, and I think you're dead right. on. That's what, right, so that's what I'm saying. So it's, it's, it's an obvious change for an obvious reason, so I don't, I don't see the point in harping on it too much. I just only brought it up just to point out that that was the underlying theme of the film from the get-go from a screenplay standpoint and it really comes through strong on the other side flip side of that i saw wolf of wall street and and i enjoyed it love leonardo dicaprio i'm becoming a huge fan of his over the years has great comic timing in the film that film even though it's not technically a comedy i would call that more of a comedy than american hustle okay a lot more and but but i still called it before i saw it all it is is uh, is Scorsese doing Goodfellas again. Vast numbers of the scenes are obviously ad-libbed, which is fine when you have great talent that can do that, and it really comes off, you know, the humor comes off a lot better that way. Right. But that's also uh, gives me makes me less willing to say that, okay, this person deserves a uh, directing Oscar for a film that you technically didn't direct if you're just letting people do what they want. Uh, it's, I know it's a cheap shot, but... I'm not again. I loved the film. I enjoyed it. I, Leonardo DiCaprio is great, great movie, but definitely doesn't deserve the win. Nomination, sure, okay, I'll give you that. But it's again, it's just Goodfellas, but in Wall Street, and it really comes off that way. Okay. Not just the trailer. I mean, the whole film. But I liked it, and you know what? The film even went that much further. It almost made me like Jonah Hill. <laughs> almost made me not hate Jonah Hill. I got that close to thinking him as a real actor. Not all the I, way, I, I, but yeah. I mean, he's been well, nominated for best supporting actor for this too. That that great. You know, he's not winning that. No, uh, I don't think so. Now, I also saw not to take too much time on any of them. I also saw uh, Gravity. Obviously, I saw her. How was her? I liked it. Yeah. But yeah, but I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. All right, it's so. So, given the films that you've seen so far, and my ge- saw, my guess, if it was just did, those I, films nominated, all right, go ahead. I had I had one more film, Dallas Buyers Club. I saw that. Those were your five. That's my five: American Hustle, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, Her, Wolf of Wall Street. McConaughey taken Best Actor by a fucking landslide, as far as I'm concerned. So, when I've seen so far, it's, really? he's just just balls out 
if 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 Tom Hanks can get it for Philadelphia, he should sure as fuck get it for Dallas Buyers Club. Really, just a damn good performance, damn good movie. I yeah. really enjoyed that film. Uh, you know, same theme, AIDS in the time period. You know, it's it's harder to watch these AIDS films now. Uh, like when Philadelphia came out, you could kind of get into the feel of it, but uh, society's a bit more, especially the younger generation, you know, people younger than us, uh, who are watching stuff like Dallas Buyers Club now. They don't, they can't fully comprehend because we're, we're very open right now about the uh, homosexual lifestyle and uh, AIDS. Like, there's no mystery about it. We know what it is. Uh, as far, you know, know it is as far as like what happens, what causes it, blah, blah, right. blah. This film's coming from that time period that you and I both remember. Uh, oh, yeah. when we were really young, where there was such a shroud of mystery around AIDS that it, the general public really did believe that only gays caught it and that it was a gay disease. And, you know, Reagan wouldn't mention uh, AIDS while he was in office. Uh, there was all the, there was this, you know, there was a lack of information. There was almost, there was almost a disinformation campaign about AIDS and a lot of people caught AIDS because of that. And so it's, Watching this film, I, in the back of my head, I, I just, I could, t I kept telling myself, somebody half my age, isn't gonna fully get this film just because, they, they, they can't, they can't even wrap their heads around living in a time, when, you, 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 you know, they just can't, they can't comprehend it. They can't think, of, what, what, you, what, they thought it was just gays got it. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> really, they did. Honest. Now, uh... it's. it's McConaughey's character in the film because I actually don't know anything about his character. True story. The, the only uh, thing that I the only thing that I know is was that he was a homophobe. That's yeah, well, what I read. So, now, so same thing. Did he get it because he was a junkie sharing needles, or was he? He was, was fucking he... prostitutes that were junkie sharing needles. Oh, okay. And there's there's a great scene in the film too. Was you know he finds out he gets it. And he's you know he tell his friends are start calling him like you know Elmo and stuff like this. And he actually goes to the library and spends all this time doing research, and reading these you know you know going to these medical journals trying to read about how you can catch it. it. You know this wasn't just common knowledge. And again, pre-internet age, you just pretty much knew what the news told you or what you heard from your friends. And there's a scene where he's reading microfiche. And it talks about intravenous drug use, and he flashes back to banging a prostitute with uh, track marks on her arm, and it's you know it's, it's like right then he's, he just literally screams out in the library, "Fuck!" It's like it just, it just clicks. <laughs> I had no idea that I you know that could happen. You know wow. he he wasn't just some dumb redneck. That was the general understanding of it. If you didn't, if you weren't in the community or directly involved in that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. and it, and and the whole film is about. Uh, you know that that person that the film's based on uh, started smuggling uh, these AIDS, uh, the AIDS cocktail to help fight the, the immune deficiencies because the the major drug that the pharmaceutical companies were pushing uh, wasn't fully tested and was actually killing people. And so you've oh, got wow. the whole now, so that part of the the film, a younger generation today can fully get into distrust of the government. Yes, it's right there, and, and but. I just it's I think the culture it, it just realized it occurred to me that the culture's changed so much now that it's got to be hard for a 20 something watching this film to even think that that kind of that kind of attitude towards AIDS uh, was commonplace not due to bigotry but just to a just a general lack of knowledge that's all I mean but it was a powerful film and I'll, I'll say that out of the five films I've seen if if they did not have 
uh, nine, ten slots for best Oscar. I do not think her would have been nominated for Oscar. Okay. Great film, but I think it's it's much better suited as a best screenplay film. Uh, I also don't think that. Uh, I definitely don't think Gravity would have been nominated, but that's where you and I split. And no, I for, don't think. Okay, can I please just clear the air with this? <laughs> I, I we don't need to spend time on this, but can we I just have, please? Why, why, why are you spending time? I I've already said that I don't think it deserved to be nominated. No, no, but... there's a difference. I'm saying I'm saying that you you said that even though it, no matter what they would have nominated it if there were and five. And that's songs. what I'm sticking with. That's what you I just said. want I just want I that to be clear. That's all I said was that I, you and I split on this if there was five I don't think Gravity I don't think her would have been nominated. Not having seen the other films yet, I'm thinking Captain Phillips they have to because it's Tom Hanks. And right. I, but I think American Hustle, Dyer, B- D- Dallas Buyers Club, and Wolf of Wall Street were all strong contenders. I think Wolf of Wall Street would not have been nominated if it was only five. I think the only reason it got a nomination is because of Scorsese. Okay. All right. If you want, if you, if you want, I mean, and, and if you want to argue on a just on a like a best artist's level, if you oh. want to compare Wolf of Wall Street to any other Scorsese film. It's just him doing the same thing over again. You do what with what works, but, but but that's not that's not what Oscar's but here's, about. But but here's works. the thing, Scorsese, and I haven't seen the film, so I'll just yeah. I'll agree again, with you now until I'm not I see it. Film. I like but, it. Yeah, no, no, no. I I I know, but he has made other films that don't have that Goodfellas casino feel to it. I know. So this one just happens to because it's kind of around the same time period, I guess. No, no, it's, and it's, you just stick no. with what works. It's the same style. It's the same everything. It's it's if it, it, the only thing that's different is the material. And I think if it wasn't for the material being what it is, which is based on actual events, so it's not it's it's a screen adaptation. It's not original material. Goodfellas is the same thing, kind of. It's it's get it's it's just the same thing. The only thing that's different between Goodfellas and this is uh, the ending's even the same. The, the don't, don't, don't go anywhere about there. endings. With I have, I uh, haven't. Well, seen I will say, well, it's a true story, so it's kind of obvious how it's going to turn out to an extent. I mean, you can okay. find out. All I'm saying is that the parallels between it and Goodfellas are too equal, as on a on a uh, on a filmmaking level, to deny that it is just basically just him rehashing you know his again oh yeah tried and true great but tried and true isn't what i expect from an oscar nominee okay so so just going with the five you've seen because i'll I'll ask you this question okay if it was just the five films that you've seen Mm -hmm. if those were the only films nominated what would be your best picture pick just from the five i know you haven't seen the other four yet my pick or my prediction your pick because you but haven't I, seen the other four, so you got to hold off on predictions. I, no, well, well, if it was just the five up for op, uh, I that's you mean what if, I, if, That's all I'm asking. If it was just these five, I can give you a prediction of what out of just those five, which one I think would have won, and I can give you my pick. And they're both kind of in the same area, obviously. All right. Because fine, I think give I'm me right. give me prediction. Give me what you what you would. If it was want. if it was just American Hustle, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, Her, and Wolf of Wall Street up for Best Picture. It would definitely be a toss-up between American Hustle and Dallas Buyers Club. For best picture. For best picture. This is your prediction. 
based on those five, not counting the other ones up, if well, it was just films. those five, five, if it was just those five films up for Oscar, if those were the only nominees, it would be a tie between American Hustle and Dallas Buyers Club. I think those both show a great range of acting, directing, and storytelling. Uh, Gravity has none of that. Her is <laughs> is uh, his great storytelling, but I just feel it's better suited for a screenplay Oscar. Um, I like the film. I liked all of these films. I, besides Gravity, I haven't. I've liked all of these films, and Wolf of Wall Street, good movie. I just. I think the only reason it got a nomination was because Scorsese is involved in it. Maybe, maybe. DiCaprio's in it. He just seems to hit a home run these days. Well, again, it's that it's like that perfect storm. So, oh, DiCaprio's in it. Scorsese's in it. Uh, you know, they 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 uh, some some of the actors took pay cuts to make the film. And so I heard so Jonah all Hill. Things, I heard Jonah Hill only made thirty five or sixty. It was like sixty thousand. Yeah, yeah, that's all he's worth. So that's I, I have no problem with that. <laughs> all right, so those that that's your prediction. What would you want from the five you've seen? Same thing. American Hustle or Dallas Buyers? From what I've seen now, that that those are my that would be my you prediction. Gotta, you got to pick one. If I had to swing between the two of them, I would say Dallas Buyers Club. Okay, cool. And, but it's but by a thin margin. By a thin margin, okay. And Flip I might change coin. my mind next. I might change my mind next week, but uh. All right. Honestly, so, I think the only film that would sway me right now yeah. would be uh, uh, one of the last four would have to blow me away to, for me not to pick American Hustle or Dallas Buyers Club. So what's left on your list is Captain Phillips, Nebraska, right. Philomena, right. and mm -hmm. 12 Years a Slave. Right, and I'm going to be watching Nebraska this weekend, I know for a fact. Okay. The only film I'm, I'm not sure how I'm going to see so far is Philomena. That's the only one I don't have direct access to. Me, me, me too. Yeah, uh, there's no nothing playing it nearby. It'd have to be some kind of weird situation. So, uh, but there's still a month less than less than a month left. A month left. Yeah. So, Nebraska. I think that's actually coming out on DVD and Blu-ray soon, right? I, I just saw ads for it on, online. Yeah. yeah. So, but that'll be uh, again, easy to uh, acquire. I'm really happy. I'm just I'm ha I'm just happy that out of the nine films nominated for Oscars, there's only one that so far. Uh, I don't like. I have to be completely honest, I'm, and I think we've mentioned this before in the show. I'm very, very interested in seeing all of the nominees this year. Whereas in most years, there's just I said, yeah. maybe, maybe two or three that I that I would want to see. And that's when there was five. Now that there's ten slots, there's been even less in some years. It's like I don't want to see any of these. No, it's great. There's no biopic. Right, and there's there's no film based on sports. You know so what's you, you know what's good right too. There. Aside from Gravity, <laughs> I don't think any of these films utilize a ton of CGI or any at all. Um, Dallas by uh, Wolf of Wall Street does in some scenes, but not a lot because it was it wasn't a high end film. Right. It does a lot more with slow motion and you know. Camera lenses, that kind of stuff. Uh, her, very minimal. Okay. Because it's cheaper now to do it. Uh, yeah, American, American, American Hustle, Hustle not, no. no. Captain Phillips, no. Dallas Buyers Club, no. Her, well, like I've you said. Captain Phillips, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if they had to use CGI for some of the scenes, and because I know there's like they're on boats and they're underwater and stuff. So, 
I, I, I have no idea how much of that it would be anyway. Yeah. I'm talking like blatant CGI, like Life of Pi. You know, like shit like that is is yeah. what where I'm going with that. Saying well, that, that well, no, movies well, right. th- didn't use a ton of CGI this year or any. No, you're you're right on that part. When you um, let's put it this way, let's put it, uh, besides Gravity, none of these other films, uh, in none of these other films is CGI a character. Right. I mean, I'm, cinematography. I'm, Gravity's nominated for that, which I bullshit. totally don't understand, and right. I haven't been. Uh, since Avatar well, like, got well, you know uh, nominated for best cinematography, well, what I mean is like like Inception, for example. Right. Good film. I, I love the film, <clears throat> but yeah. the CGI is so extensive in the film; it's essentially part of the reason you're seeing it. Gravity. That's the reason you're seeing Gravity. Let's just say say that. Every <laughs> every other film, if they use any CGI in the film, it's just for a shot that normally would have been more expensive to make without it. True. Like, Very well, like, true. like Wolf of Wall Street. There's a scene where they're trying to take a yacht, uh, or you know, through rough storms, and you know it's all CGI because they didn't take a fucking yacht out in the middle of a hurricane. But that's not why you went to see the film. It's not like uh, the the perfect storm or Twister. You're not going to see the, the storm. It's just one scene in the movie. Okay. That's but you're right. I, I agree with you. Also, I want to I want to brag that I have already finished a entire category. Which is. Makeup and hairstyling. <laughs> What's in that? Uh, Dallas Buyers Club, uh-huh. Jackass, and The Lone Ranger. <laughs> and that's a tough call. That's a tough but call? I, I, yeah, because I think Jackass might run I want Jackass to win so badly for that. Just so they can say, and the winner is Bad Grandpa. Yeah. Pre- well, because it won't say... Jackass presents Bad Grandpa. They'll just say Brad, Bad Grandpa, but they might be forced to say this is the first win uh, for blah, blah, blah. They previously worked on Jackass. Right. <laughs> so, well, yeah, you're right. I'd look forward to that. That'd be fun. Yeah. I, I love The Lone Ranger, but you're going up against Dallas Buyers Club and Bad Grandpa. Uh, I mean, they're probably you know, Johnny Depp's makeup was great as the, the old Tonto, but I don't think they're going to give anything to The Lone Ranger. Well, the Just villain because. in the film, the guy that plays the accountant. In, oh, him uh, too. Yeah. You know, uh, in um, the f- uh, Drive Angry, right. his makeup is phenomenal in the film. You know what? This uh, this shit country has is not done dumping on the Lone Ranger, which I thought was a tremendously entertaining film. I still haven't seen it. I have it. And I still haven't seen it. it. Am I saying it should have been nominated for best anything in the Oscars? No. <laughs> but it was a damn good movie that didn't deserve half the shit that got dumped on it. And if you're listening now and haven't seen it, please watch it. I, You know what I think? I think if the just, budget wasn't the, so high for that film, well, it might have taken less of days. a beating. It was 250 no. or $300 million. No, but all films are that big budget have big budgets these days. I, I still tell you, the reason they dumped on it is because it's a Western. They knew it wouldn't do well. And when it didn't do well, so it, the critics knew it wouldn't do well, so they jumped on it ahead of time. It was an easy target because it's it's a, it's like a, you know, it's it's like a Disney film. It was it, like I said, it's the first time in a long time that I've seen a film that said, "Wow, this is a Disney film." It, yeah, there's violence in it, there's action because it's not meant for toddlers, but it's 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 a kids film. It's a big fun action. You know, they made a three hundred million dollar kids film, and God damn it, I was a fucking kid watching it. Right. And I don't admit, I don't admit that often either. So. Take that. You think, with. You think uh, 
Danny would be able to watch it and be okay with it, or is he still no, too not young yet. for it? No, no, I said not. I said not a toddler one. No, I, when I say kids film, I'm talking like old enough to watch The Devil and Max Devlin. Okay, that that kind of, <laughs> that kind of Disney film. When I say Disney film, I'm not talking cartoons or kitty film. I'm talking a Disney film family. I was I was talking strictly. Is it heavier on the action and explosions because he loves that shit? Is it or does it have more adult violence and scary type themes that he would probably not. Like. No, there, there's a, there's enough death and violence in it that you have to have a child that's already watched Superman and been scarred by the planet being destroyed. Once you've gotten over that step, then they can watch this film. This, you know, it was interesting. Superman two was on the other day, and my <laughs> son, my son loves Superman. You know, like he he loves the cartoons. He loves sure. uh, Super, just anything Superman he loves. So Who the one does? with Superman 2, Superman and Superman 2 were on. They were doing like a marathon. And it's funny because Superman 2 was on. And obviously that's the one with Zod and all that. And we're Zod! watching it. Kneel before me, Jarrell. Um, that's not the best we're... part. That's... that's not the best Zod moment. What's the best Zod moment? It is when they're in the diner after Clark Kent gets his ass kicked and Zod's on the TV in, in the White House demanding that Superman reveal himself. And we've talked about this before. Uh, I'm going to get it. I, I have to have a clip. I have to like make my like favorite clips of like these bad movies. But it's when he's talking to it and say, you will kneel before Zod. And there's a pause and he just goes, Zod. <laughs> That's the best part. It's like, like his name becomes the curse. It's like, you will kneel before Zod. Zod. <laughs> so anyway, the, we're watching it, Sorry. and the, there's you know the, the Superman finally he he you know he's in costume, and that's all that matters to my son. And Zod comes out, and the, it just scenes, and he loves all of that. And I just lean over to him, I go, "When you're old enough, we'll watch the junkyard scene, in Superman three. Because <laughs> I don't know if he can handle. If it, I don't think he can handle right now Superman choking himself out. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Wow. He could probably handle most of that, but when Superman is choking himself, I don't think so. You know what creeped me out the most in Superman 3 as a kid? It wasn't that. It was when uh, the, the millionaire's, bro the billionaire's bro uh, sister gets sucked in the machine and turned into an android. Oh, really? I'm still, and I, I still swear that there's a, there's a shot in that scene where it shows like a wire like going into her eyeball. I've, I've gone back and watched it now, and it's not there. I swear they cut it out after theatrical. Because I remember huh. that. And that, that creeped me out to no end. It was just wow. the, like the, the wire going into the eyeball and her turning her into a robot. Uh, and I, I, and I like it. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was going to say the fact that we started with Philip Seymour Hoffman's death and are now talking about Superman 3 shows <laughs> that, that we've gone too far. <laughs> yeah. Well, real quick, before we go ahead and end yeah, the no. show. Yeah, when he's on the Statue of Liberty, and <laughs> she's and and the, and she and the sister, she's gonna, pretending that she's gonna commit suicide, and he comes over, and he's he's no, bad Superman at that point. Not the sister, isn't it? No, that's his um his uh, secretary. Oh, okay, fine. You're right. You're right. You're right. Well, anyway, she's pretending to commit suicide, and he's already become bad Superman because his costume is darker. That uh -huh. was one of the ways, and he's like all disheveled and unkempt. He's, 
He's got the five o'clock shadow. Yeah. yeah, and he and he's like, you know, if you think I'm gonna help you, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> and that was I even don't... in the trailers. Uh, oh, yeah. I hope you're not expecting me to save you because I don't do that kind of thing anymore. And she goes, huh? <laughs> and then and then he sexes her. Yeah, <laughs> I love it when he's in the bar flinging peanuts at the the, the mirror and they're shooting like bullets. Yeah, he's flicking them across the that Just I'm beer you, nuts. I, you can badmouth superman 3 all you want i still it's still what my favorite superman film <laughs> there's just so much fun in that film and i still say to this day it, it's it's that's the like that's why that film was so fun is because the guy that you know what's his name uh when he made it was just you know what this is a comic book movie this is supposed to be fun and every and especially now with all these melodramatic whining moaning fucking uh emo superheroes just 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 sad and horrible and miserable and, and grunging and just it's just great to go back and watch Richard Pryor uh, you know bamboozling liquor store you know alcoholic so that he can make kryptonite and turn Superman bad fucking awesome <laughs> flaming wind up penguins is a perfect opening for any Superman film <laughs> yeah I and you know what's funny too when when Richard Pryor he's typing at the keyboard and mm -hmm. he's like stealing money, and he's just typing. And it was we've talked about this before. We'll, I'll do this real quick before we end the show. Um, <laughs> Hollywood's view of computers and how they worked, a la Tron, mm -hmm. was so bad that what he's typing in this computer should be getting syntax errors left and right. He's just typing, you know, uh, pretty much, uh, give me money, five thousand yeah. dollars. Enter. Okay, now you got money, sir. It's like, no, that's not how any of that works. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? I know it's 1983, but come on. <laughs> it doesn't work like that at all. Uh, the, the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I love the 80s. Except for the uh, whole AIDS thing. That, that yeah, was well, good. obviously. Yeah. All right, so we're done. Philip Seymour Hoffman, poor son of a bitch. Had a problem, couldn't handle it, now he's dead. National treasure, dead. That's right. And we're not talking about the Nicolas Cage films either. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, anyway. Alright, this is episode 134 of Movie Fantastic, our tribute, if you can call it that, to Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's um, our whore episode. We're whores. Shameless whore episode. Uh, all right, so you can go to our uh, our website at moviesucktastic.com and you can download all of our shows there. You can listen to them on the sh on the website as well. You can also watch the show live, uh, which we are right now. Uh, you can also do that at livestream.com slash moviesucktastic. You can also go to our iTunes page and you can download our shows there. You can put any of our shows on your favorite uh, uh, MP3 player. And we're also hopefully be having more of our episodes up on YouTube soon. We're, we're ironing out the uh, issues with that. Yeah, I mean, every time we upload it, there's a problem. Oh, no, but I think I figured that out. No, yeah, yeah we figured not. it out. Yes, don't worry. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you can also email us, uh, themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You can leave us voicemail at 908 514 uh, you can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. Go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. 
You can also do a search for us in your favorite browser. I know Scott doesn't like it when I do that. But Google! Google it, motherfucker! Just su you. search for Movie Sucktastic and we just fucking populate the whole page. That's right, because we fucking rock. And if you have an Android smartphone, very soon you will be able to download the Movie Sucktastic app. Yes, it looks very, very cool. I'm working on graphics for it as we speak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you for your wisdom. And the only thing I want to hear from you, go ahead, give us your wisdom. Oh, I, wisdom, eh? Oh. Um, Come on, this is an uh, easy one. It's an easy one? Should I do it? <laughs> yeah, you do it. Zod! <laughs> Damn it! Zod! There you go. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.